Welcome to Destiny Moments with Angel Murchison. Today on the broadcast, I have Sharon Sywek from Leesburg, Florida. Welcome, Sharon. Hello. Thank you. Well, Sharon, um, you penned a writing in the Chicken Soup for the Grandma's Soul, stories to honor and celebrate the ageist love of grandmothers. And it was entitled Grandma's Prayers. And I was just sort of uh, reminiscing and reading it again. And, and um, you have seen the power of prayer over and over again in your life. And you've witnessed miracles. Now, um, just recently you had one. I wanted you to share that one first. Could you do that about uh, the one that you just recently had? Okay, I sure can. Uh, this was truly a miracle, and my doctor even told me I've seen a miracle when he looked at the PET scan. Uh, last November, uh, I was called into the doctor's office. They had done a PET scan for another situation, and in the process found some tumors in my chest and on my liver and different places, spots all over the place. And the doctor called me in his office, and he said, you have got metastatic breast cancer. It's a recurring thing from the cancer that you had 20 years ago. And uh, this one, this is not a curable disease. He said it is incurable and is unoperable because of where it's at. It was way up in, in my armpit. Nothing had ever caught it. I'd had mammograms. I'd had everything all along from my cancer 20 years ago, and nothing ever showed up until this time. And he said um, <clears throat> that if there was nothing he could do except treat it. He might get me a couple years, he said, if they treated it, and, and I, the treatment worked on me. So with that diagnosis, I left his office, and I said, you know, he might think so, but I know my God has healed me before, and I'm not sure he's done with me yet. I really believe he's going to touch my body again, and that he did. I went to another doctor then, and finally... I took another PET scan. Well, he, this doctor told me to go, go home to my family in Kentucky, which I did. He just sounded like it was going to happen any minute. So I went home to my family in Kentucky, and it was there for five months. Went to the doctors there and had another PET scan, and he looked at me, and he said, well, he said, this looks pretty good. He said, the tumors are shrinking. I said, wonderful. Can I go back to Florida? Well, I could have except the coronavirus came, and I couldn't get out of Kentucky. So I had to stay there, but when I finally did get home, I had another PET scan in June of this year, and I went back in July to get the results from that, and my doctor said, I can't believe this. He said, I have seen a miracle. He said, there's no way that the medicine could have done all this. He said, the medicine has done its job, but I have seen a miracle. I said, would you say that again? He said, I have seen a miracle. He said, there is no cancer that is showing up on this PET scan. He said, if any other doctors looked at this and didn't know your history, they'd never know you had cancer. And he said, um, we're going to just do the treatment for a little bit longer and, and uh, try to make sure that it's gone. But he said, I see no reason why you can't live another good 10 years. Wow. Well, praise God. He said in his word that he sent his word in Psalm 10720, and he healed That's us. That's right. And I prayed the, the scriptures. The whole time I had this cancer, uh, uh, after they diagnosed it, I had uh, 
my brother had sent me a tape from Donna Blackwood from the Blackwood Brothers, and uh, they have a uh, show there in Branson, Missouri, where he lives, and they, they work on his show. And she has a tape out about her healings. Uh, it was a horrible cancer that she had. But the Lord just touched her. But she prayed the scriptures, and she prayed, tasted them all over her house and prayed them constantly. And um, God honored that, and I thought, I'm going to try that. So I typed out all those scriptures and any other scripture I could find, and we put them on a little key ring and uh, laminated them. And I prayed them every day, and I believe that that is what probably helps more than anything because God honors his word. And if you pray his word back to him, he has to honor it. I don't know where I've been my whole life, but I really think that's the answer to a lot of things is, is praying the word to God and believing that he is certainly true to his word. I, uh, you had a, a previous healing to that, Sharon. Um, yes. When I met yes. you, I think it was at a writer's conference in Glorieta, New Mexico, it was, what, 2007, and you had had a healing of cancer prior to that. Tell our listeners about that today. I have, yes, that's true. They, they, they kept trying to come back all the time, and uh, finally they said, they thought that I had, uh, it had reared its ugly head again, and that time I was going to Pastor Gary McSpadden's church in Branson, Missouri. What a wonderful man. He just died recently. I went back just this past week for his uh, memorial service. But um, they prayed for me, and before I, before they prayed, I wrote out the answer. I said, they, they have taken the, the cat stand and everything, but I'm going to tell you here today that God has healed me, and they're not going to find anything. And they read it on Sunday morning, and on Monday I went back to the, to the doctor to get the report, and there was nothing. There was absolutely nothing there. And I said, I knew there wouldn't be. I knew God had touched me again one more time. So I am so thankful for the power of prayer. I know that God can do this. He does do it. And I, anybody out there that needs, uh, needs an answer to prayer, pray the scriptures. Just pray that the, whatever your situation is, find scriptures in the Bible and pray them back to God because I really believe with my whole heart that that is one of the answers to your situation, whatever it might be. Amen. Well, in this book, Chicken Soup for the Grandma's Soul, uh, you penned this story about your grandma's prayers. It says, Prayer should be the key of the day and the lock of the night by Thomas Fuller. And you talked about uh, a very hot July evening in Illinois. Will you tell our listeners about that? Yes, my dad was teasing me on the front porch, and I thought he had a bug. And I jumped off and hit the porch step and caught my leg on it. So this is back in 1947, and... Uh, there, there, was no, there was no way to get a hold of anybody back then. He was out on a boat, and we had to wait three hours in the emergency room for him to get in there, and my mother had to help sew my leg up. Uh, that was on a Sunday, and on Friday, uh, I, got, I got my temperature went real high, and we knew then something was wrong, and they called the doctor and went in, and I had gangrene in this. It had already eaten the stitches out. And the only drug they had at that time was sulfa and penicillin, and he gave me a shot of penicillin and told me to come back on uh, Sunday and get another shot. And on Sunday morning, he said, there's no way this penicillin is going to do what it needs to do. He said, we're going to have to plan on operating and, and amputating this leg tomorrow morning. He said, I'm scheduling it right now. And, of course, we were all devastated. But I went home that Sunday night, and 
uh, Daddy called for all the people in the church to come over to our house and have a prayer meeting. And I was laying there burning up with fever and hives, and I had a terrible reaction to the penicillin. They couldn't get me anymore anyway. And uh, I said, you know, all I want is my grandmother. I was eight years old at the time, and I'd seen my grandmother and the way she prayed and the way she lived and what she believed and what God had done in her life and for our family. And I said, you know, if my grandma anoints me with oil and prays for me, that's all I need. I'm going to be just fine. And you know, she did. And uh, I went to sleep, but it went to sleep. And the next day we went into the doctor's office and he pulled the bandage off and he stood back. I'll never forget it. And he looked at my parents and he said, I have seen a miracle. He said, there's no way penicillin could have done this. He said, we're going to just wrap her back up. There's nothing more I can do. You don't have to make any other decisions. There's no antibiotics. There's no other drug I can give her. We just have to trust God to finish the miracle that he started, which he did. And uh, I still stand on two legs today because God touched my leg and answered answered the prayer of a little girl who really believed that God worked miracles, and he certainly does. As you said, he's no respecter of persons. He just wants your faith and you to believe in his power. Now, you've used a word a lot during this interview is when we pray, we need to believe. That's right. Um, you know, he said not to be tossed to and fro, that we need to believe in faith believing. Can you touch a little bit more on that? I I, I do believe that. I believe that um, we really need to get in the Word. We need to have the Word down in our spirit, and we need to use that Word anytime we have a problem. We need to read it back to God, speak it back to God, and to believe above all that he hears and answers our prayer. And the Bible says, you know, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And and if you've committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. And I believe that with my whole heart. I've been raised in a Christian home. I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful for my heritage. Um, but even if you don't have that, you can still get it. You can still trust him. Still ask him into your heart and into your life, and, and he will help you believe and give you the power and the faith to believe in the word and in him and what he's going to do for you. I just, I can't say it enough. I just know that, you know, I, I look at it this way. I think, to me, prayer is the key to heaven, but praise is what unlocks the door. Is the praise of his people. He loves our praises. And uh, I believe the more we praise him, the more he's going to, to be there for us. He, he loves our praises. Mm. He said, um, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known. And so right. in that thanksgiving is, is praise, is worship, um, even before it happens, um, saying, Thank you, Lord. I thank you that you right. have heard my prayer, that you are, that I am healed because you've already paid the price. Um, right, and sometimes we don't see it right away, but we still have to accept it by faith and trust him and believe him for it. Um, not everybody gets their healing in the same way, but he is He, he is there for us. He, his word is there. It's true and believe him and trust him for whatever is going on in your life whatever it is 
He has the answer, and prayer is the key. And I believe praise is the thing that gets, gets it through to heaven. Romans 15:13 tells us that may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And trust is a, is a, is a, a key. We need to trust with the Lord with all of our hearts. Um, that's right. not always easy, is it? No, it isn't. And, you know, I, um, my husband did not receive his healing like I did, but he received a, a better healing in a way. He, he went to be with the Lord, and I, I thank him for that. And I don't question it. I just know that, that his work was done, and, and God told me mine was just beginning. So I have, you have to trust that whatever happens, God is in it. He is doing what the Bible tells us his ways are not our ways. And his thoughts are not our thoughts, but it always turns out for the best. It turns out exactly the way it's supposed to. And you just, you pray and you trust him, you believe, and you leave the consequences up to God to, to do it the way he sees fit. And I've learned that I have to trust him. I have to believe that regardless, I can't tell him what to do, but I can show, I can pray the scriptures. I know one of the scriptures that I prayed so so diligently was in Matthew 15, 13. It said, every plant, and, and in that word, I put the word tumor, which my Heavenly Father has not planted, will be rooted out. And I, I believe that, and I believe that's exactly what happened. He rooted those tumors out because he did not plant them there, and they, they were not going to grow according to his will. So uh, I trusted him to, to do what he said he would do, and he will. He does. I thank him for it. I do. I think of that scripture in Psalm 1, 112, 6 and 7. He says, The righteous will never be shaken. They will be remembered forever. They will have no fear of bad news. Their hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. And sometimes it's even shaking that we are trusting God because he said all things. Not some things, but all things work together right. um, for good for those who love and serve the Lord and who is called according to his purpose. And he's right. a good, good father. Um, yes. when, when you came to Maine back in 2009, I believe it was, I remember, well, I remember back at that writer's conference in 2007, um, you said, well, I would like to come to Maine to visit. I've never been to Maine, but I don't want to go in the winter. <laughs> I remember picking you up at the airport in January. <laughs> and it was... I didn't know Maine was any other color but white. <laughs> <laughs> and it was some cold. Um, it was very cold. It was below I zero. I so much during that conference. He just I met so many wonderful people. People out there are just marvelous. And the people that you have around you that I met that that, uh, that they prayed for me through all of this many times, and um, I praise them for that, to lead me to the people that can, you know, God just has an agenda, and I pray, Lord, to help me be on your agenda every day. Help me be on your agenda and be a blessing, and I hope when I do go, <laughs> that's what people will say about me, that she, she was a blessing to me, that she showed me God in a new way, and I, I want to be that kind of a person, and I want uh, I want the people that I meet, I know are divine appointments, and uh, 
that because I am on his agenda and I pray that I will be. And that's that's another thing that's important, I think, is, is to always ask God to be on his agenda, to bring the people into your life that, you, that he wants you to minister to and uh, be ready at all times to minister to them um, because everybody needs the Lord. Everybody needs the Lord, believe me. Mm. You know, during this time of actually crises in our world with this COVID-19, um, with all the debates and everything that's happening, um, we need Jesus. <laughs> we need oh, Jesus yeah. um, more today um, than we did yesterday. It just seems as things change in our world, um, you know, He is our hope. He is our healer. He is the great I am. Tell me, uh, Sharon, you celebrated your, was it your 80th birthday last year? Two years ago. Two years ago. Yes. And you are, um, you still haven't penned that book. Are you? I'm working on it. <laughs> you are. That's great. I think. I really believe that God wants me to finish it, at least the devotional part and and the the ones of policemen's wives that are left behind. It's a really a bad time right now, but my husband was a policeman, and I saw what all they had to go through and i my heart goes out to them because people do not understand the how they operate you know their job, but they're very dedicated people and they're they're out to help others and um my husband always wanted to help anybody that he came across in, in his job. And I, I, I found more people said to me after he died what a blessing he had been. And I think that is so awesome that, that God can use us to show other people the way. I think helping others is the most important thing we can do, helping and encouraging them. And if you remember Florence Lissauer and her silver boxes, the little girl said, you know, I, I want to uh, look at a silver box. With, as a gift, my words are a gift, like a silver box with a bow on top. I want to be, want to be encouraging words to other people. I think that is so cool that we can do that, that we can point people to Christ because that he's the only answer to the problems in their life that is going to help them. <clears throat> and I want, I want to be that kind of person. I want my words to be encouraging. I want to be available to others. And um, I thank God that he brings people into my life. He brings people into your life. He brings people into everybody's life that's listening. And uh, our job is to point them to the cross, point them to Jesus. Amen. Sharon, tell me, you said you, you grew up in a Christian home. When did you have your first experience with Jesus that, you, that he was very real to you? Well, my, it's ridiculous, but my very first, uh, experience that I really remember was, you know, I went to church all the time, and, and they always said, you know, come down to the front and be saved. And uh, I was always too shy to go down front. So one day when I was about five years old, I I thought, I wonder if I'm saved. I've never really walked down that aisle and gave my heart to Jesus. I gave my heart to him, but I don't know if I get it right. And so we, <laughs> we had an old uh, rickety water heater in our house that gurgled and popped and just did all sorts of things. And so I had, as a little child, five years old, I thought, if I go down there and kneel by that thing, pop it and crack it, and it doesn't get me, then I'll know Jesus is 
That's exactly what I did. I went down and I knelt and that thing just gurgled and popped and bubbled and scared me half out of my wits, but I prayed through the sinner's prayer anyway, and I lived through it, as you can see. And so that was my first miracle with the Lord, was knowing that, that he protected me in that particular time and accepted me as his child anyway. Amen. Amen. God is so good. Tell yes. me a little bit about your family. You have children. Yes, I have two children. I have a daughter that teaches uh, Christian school in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, uh, my son right now is in the Ukraine. He is uh, helping train their officers over there to be policemen and taking them to academies and schools and setting up the programs over there for them. And my daughter-in-law and grandchildren are in Yakima in Seattle, Washington, uh, waiting for him to come back. He has to do a two-year term over there to do this, but he, he likes it really well, and I'm hoping that he's a blessing to those people over there, too. Wow. And I have, let's see, I have two, four, have four grandchildren, and I think I now have three great-grandchildren. Wow. So you're a blessed woman. I am. A blessed I'm woman and a healed great. woman. <laughs> um, yes. Well, Sharon, it's been a pleasure to, to have you on the broadcast today, and I always like to end the broadcast with prayer. Would you pray for our listeners um, today? And maybe uh, we have a listener that needs to touch the hem of his garment. Maybe they need to be healed. Maybe it's yeah. something spiritual, emotionally, physical, but whatever it is, we know that Jesus is Christ the healer. Will you take him right to the throne room? Father, I pray in Jesus' name for those who are listening today. Those who are in need, those who are sick, that are hurting, whether it's spiritual, physically, if they're feeling lonely and alone, God, I just pray that you will wrap your arms around them, that the power of the Holy Spirit will come upon them right now, and that they will sense the presence of the Lord. I pray, Father, that um, you'll help strengthen their faith, that you'll strengthen their health, and their uh, that their love for you will be strengthened, and help them to help others to believe. Help them to believe that you are with them and that you desire to heal their infirmities and restore their relationships. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that whatever bondage they're under, that you will set them free to serve you and use the gifts and talents that you have placed in their lives. There are those that are, that are fearful or feeling useless. Lord, let them know that, that you that take anyone and anything and use it for your glory. Let them understand that you love them and that, that they are so important to your kingdom. Father, just don't let Satan rob them of their time with you, Lord, help them. Those that need a healing, grant it, Lord Jesus. Those that need to ask you into their heart, I pray that you will convict them and they will say the sinner's prayer, Lord, and that they will no longer run from you, but will, will come to the throne and join with the others. Thank you, Father, for uh, your anointing in all of us, and as we go forth in your name to proclaim your wonderful love and what you did for us on the cross, that we might have everlasting life. Thank you so much, God. Amen. Well, thank you, Sharon, and thank you, listeners, for joining me today. Tune in again next week for another broadcast of Destiny Moments. <laughs>